Patrick, we, we took last week off. Um, we did. Probably because, I don't know, were you out campaigning for Ron DeSantis? Like, what was, what, like, <laughs> were you out here in California with Ron? What was going on? I, uh, was Ron out there? I actually think it was like two weeks ago. Yes, yes. Didn't you see Ron came he, out and did, did a big speech did, about. Did he meet with uh, Gavin? I don't think and so. Ga- <laughs> and then Gavin broke some bread? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think they, I, you know, I don't think they have a lot in common. Um, but yeah. Gavin, Gavin, who is uh, telling everyone else how to run their state when his state just recently was ranked 47th in worst states to do business. Good, <sighs> good, good job, uh, Mr. Future wannabe president. Um, I would think he would have a hard time running for president, but I don't know. And, and I'll tell you what, I in the last like week or two, I don't Now I feel like I feel like Trump could win again. I don't know. Oh, I, I feel well, like we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. So uh, I, I've been I've been watching this clip. Yeah, um, what's going on? On on uh, Kevin O'Leary. Um, you know, the one from Shark Tank. Yes. Business, business person. He was on CNN morning show and um, the, you know, they asked him about the business climate and stuff. And he, and listen, he, he definitely is pro business. He, you know, has a, has a business political agenda for sure. So I preface it with that, but he just was extremely on point, extremely articulate about in particular, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and California, how they're anti-business, over-regulation, over-taxes. And he called them, he called the states uninvestable. And he just says he does not understand it. And then he compared it to Florida and Texas and North Dakota and some of these other states, which uh, even Virginia, to some degree, even though it was run by a Democrat, now run by a Republican. Um, so it, it's very interesting in terms of, you know, I think you're going to see more and more of that, um, especially, you know, just just the business climate is is um, kind of teetering a little bit here, I think. And and. Why does he say, did he say like why these states, why have these states decided to go anti-business? Well, well, he, he said, you know, obviously they don't come out as anti-business, but based on their, their, their business tax base, based on their personal state income tax base, based on the over-regulating that they try to do, like California, you know, you and I have talked about how they, you know, wanted the Uber drivers and uh, to to not be contracted workers. And the California, uh, I believe, California Supreme Court or state court, whatever the highest court I believe in California is, um, they actually just ruled in favor of Uber and Lyft, so they can remain contracted workers. The workers didn't even want to, like, because they would have made less money. Sure, it's like you know, it's like these states that you know. You know, like DC, a city like DC, who you know you have to pay the minimum wage even without the tips, and it's just it's the piling on of, um, of of you know what would turn out to be anti-business policies. Yeah, and and that's really what he said. He has like he was, he was talking about Elizabeth Warren, and obviously she's a she's a senator. She doesn't make state policy necessarily, but he said I have nothing against Elizabeth Warren as a politician, 
I think she's very good at it. I am against her policies. Um, and, you know, in the three CNN, they had, they had no rebuttals because it's hard to argue. So one of them said, well, what about, you know, Kathy Hochul in New York? He goes, she's very good, very good at killing jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I just wonder what their um, agenda or strategy is. Like, is it, is it the Bernie Sanders thing where they want big corporations to just pay their fair share? So they're, they're, I think they're making trying it harder. To, I think they're trying to navigate a very fine, leaning progressive, you know, policy but platform. Who, but who is that but at the benefiting? Same, it's, you know, because it's interesting I, here in California. A good, that's a great, great, Sarah, that's a great, I, that's a great question. I, you know, Sometimes the policies that are most progressive actually hurt those that you think they should help. Yes. You know, and again, we've talked about COVID for three years, but we're talking about the school COVID policies. You know, there's a bill now in, um, in Maryland, my state, proposed obviously by Democratic, uh, 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 Congress, state, state, uh, I believe it was a state, it's a state uh, senator um, who doesn't want anyone under the age of 25 to be charged with felony murder. Now, yeah, I've seen this. They, yes. would, they would be charged with second degree. They could still serve up to 40 years. But the, the rationale is is people under 25 brains aren't fully developed. So why are you going to put them, them away for life? Well, these are the same politicians that think people can vote at 16, right? <laughs> who, who uh, you know, can, can, can go, you know, obviously college, graduate college, go into the military. They could smoke, they can drink, they can do all sorts of, of things. So you're telling me a 23 year old isn't of, of, of brain power. If they, if they, God forbid, you know, kill a family or, or, you know, rape and kill a woman, they shouldn't be charged with felony murder. That's the, that's the message you're sending in this, in this environment. Um, and, you know, we learned through the defund the police narrative. Most, most places did not, by definition, defund the police, but some tried to move some, some money around, you know, and, and other things. The narrative of defund the police has caused so much harm in recruitment, in morale, in safety in some of these mostly democratic liberal cities. And, you know, you have to be careful. Perception matters, as they say, and... You know, I, I just think, you know, I just don't understand some of these, um, you know, well, I just don't I understand some of the, the... It To me, it comes back to what you said, which is all lots of times these like policies, the, the people that they want to help, they end up hurting, right? We know the defund the police movement ended up helping, ended up hurting communities of color the most because they're the ones Absolutely. that wanted police. They wanted you know, more policing. They wanted, you know, people, I guess what drives me crazy about some of these progressive policies is 
I think the one under 25 in Maryland, the whole idea is there's a large amount of um, men of color that are, are that are charged with these murders, and some of them are guilty. But the idea is to try to right that wrong, you know, even though they're only 30 percent. That to me, that's what these policies are, are about. Right. Yeah. And I actually tweeted about this, which you know I thought about for a little while before I did. Um, and I did say, you know, maybe under 21. You know, you could get behind something like that, a 19-year-old. And again, I think it depends on how heinous sure. the crime. Yeah, the what did they know? When did they know it? What did they do? You know, is this the third or fourth offense? I, you know, obviously there's always extenuating circumstances, either for or against. Uh, but a 23-year-old, a 24-year-old? No, sorry. Sorry. And again... You could be charged with second-degree murder. You could still do 40 years. I get it. It's still, in essence, almost a life sentence. But um, I just think it's the wrong message at the wrong time. It's so crazy to take that option off the table. I mean, to me, it's like I think we've talked many times on this. People want – they really want fair policing. You know, they don't want to be pulled over driving while black. I 100% 100%. support that. You and I I obviously, you know – we're, you know, we're not experts in this field, uh, nor have we been impacted as white individuals to the degree that a lot of, um, you know, you know, people of color who are, you know, driving and, and, you know, we've talked about this, how my son, you know, when he was driving around late at night, didn't have the same potential fears as, uh, you know, someone, uh, who, who has a black child. So, uh, and they're needed there needed to be a lot of police reform and there still needs to be a lot of police reform and systemic racism is real and is is something that needs to be eradicated i'm not sure you'll ever eradicate it completely i think there's will always be some sort of bias or racism you baked into everything uh, unfortunately but there's ways to reform there's ways to re-educate there's ways to retrain while at the same time appreciating what most police officers and police departments do and provide safety right so and, and that's where i think most of our politicians on the right and the left have lost lost nuance mm-hmm. right yeah it's either no pun intended black or white it, yeah. there's no nuance anymore and it's it's just unfortunate that you know you you know you can't see um now, I'll give you one instance recently, very imp- important local story. So you and I talked several uh, months ago and then several weeks ago about the D.C. Criminal Code. Yes. So the D.C. Criminal Code is 120 years old. OK, it absolutely needs reforming. Sure. Right. It's it still references, you know. <laughs> things from 120 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. It's changed a lot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We've. Yeah. Right. So the D.C. Council's. Uh, came up with a new criminal code. The mayor was against it. Uh, said she would um, she would try to she would vote against it or veto it. But the council had the votes to override her veto, and therefore it went to Congress because you know obviously Congress has to pass ultimately or or let expire by not co- or not voting against them. Um, and when I say expire, there's a period of time, a waiting period where if Congress does not act, the, 
the law that's been proposed by D.C. becomes becomes law. So for the first time in 31 years, Congress voted to not, or basically voted to nullify a D.C. law, which was the criminal code bill, by to the tune of 81 to 14. That's how bipartisan the vote was against this criminal code. And Joe Biden, President Biden, came out and said he would sign the nullification, which mean which obviously angered a lot of Democrats. Uh, so, you know, now, you know, some are concerned that it opens up a precedent where you're going to have now a, lot, a run, so to say, uh, so to speak, on uh, nullifying D.C. laws or, or you know, re- you know, changing them. That remains to be seen, but um, this was a good one. Now, hopefully the, the mayor, the council can go back to the table and come up with something that, uh, again, doesn't create a perception and or reality that, you know, carjacking, uh, it, you should not get some sort of mandatory sentence right. that puts you away for for very, 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 very long time. So, uh, so we'll we'll see where that goes, but um, um, yeah, so so yeah, yeah, for, for a lot lot going on in the crime. Uh, but I area. think I mean, have you been? You know, President Biden has come out since his. I mean, even before his State of the Union address. But I mean, but he's he's really always denounced defund the police. I mean. You know, I think we're going. Don't you feel like we're coming around? Where I feel like Democrats and I'll, you know, here. I mean, in LA, you're seeing even. Well, I it's think, still pretty I think crazy President here, Biden. But... You know, I think President Biden is definitely pro law enforcement. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I, I think. I, I think he again. I think he tries to you know thread a needle sometimes on, um, you know, certain areas of of that. Uh, as does any politician. You know, they are politicians, you know, both left and right, (laughs) you know, um, you know, it's just like, you know, some of the stuff going on in Florida, uh, you know, which is completely, you know, written about every single day as if, you know, DeSantis was already, you know, the president, (laughs) you know, you would think he, you know, he's already there. Uh, But, you know, there's, there's crazy policies being proposed all over the place. Yeah. The question is, does does Governor DeSantis endorse them? Does Governor Newsom endorse them? Do they support them? Um, are they, um, what are they really trying to accomplish? And if all they're trying to accomplish is to get the word woke out there and, you know, try to try to blame, you know, societal issues on wokeism, then that's, that's going to, that that's going to get a couple sound bites. But I don't think it's going to win elections. Well, here in Los Angeles, uh, we have a, uh, a council person who's proposing getting rid of police dogs because they are too aggressive, uh, mm. target individuals. And um, again, I think a lot of people of color have pulled over and then um, they, they use the dogs because they've done a police chase or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, I, I don't yeah. understand. Well, like, it's like, this is it's like, like Montgomery County. You know, the county I live in where when they, you know, several council members, Bull Jawando and, and, and a few others who were anti uh, security resource officers, you know, police. Yeah, we went the through schools. that. We talked about this and then they had to reinstate them. 
in multiple jurisdictions. And you would think they'd come out and say, I was wrong or we were wrong, but they don't. They double down. <laughs> and so um, we need we need nuanced, rational. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where policy. The... I know we, that's where we need to head. And uh, and, you know, speaking of run on things, um, obviously, the big news this week or in the past week was the run on uh, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB. Oh, yeah. What do you think? Uh, oh, and Credit wow. Suisse so, is apparently. Tell me, and it doesn't Swiss. look like they're getting bailouts. What do you What do you make of all this? And I, yeah, go. Well, I'm, 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 I'm far from a financial banking yeah. expert, but so just to, for context, 210 billion in assets, 40 years, they've been a bank. It took them two days to collapse. So basically, what happened? It seems that instead of they're, they're a big venture capital bank in Silicon Valley. A lot of venture capitalist money flowed through the bank. Um, and the strategy, instead of investing in projects and venture capitalists, uh, you know, um, startups or, or whatever, they put a lot of their money, invested a lot of their their banking funds in um, long-term treasury bonds and mortgage bonds didn't perform well on March 8th. They announced they lost almost $2 billion stock dropped 60%. People panicked, started taking their money out. More people started taking their money out. More people started taking them out. Government had to jump in, take control of the bank. There was some question whether they would uh, insure or protect depositors over $250,000, which is the FDIC maximum amount. Biden, the administration, Yellen, and others have come out and said, yes, they will, which has angered some saying, why are you protecting rich venture capitalists? But I, I am in the camp that venture capitalists, although they get a bad rap, in some cases are vilified, vilified in some cases, it's their money and their raising of funds that help keep innovation and, and businesses, startup businesses, entrepreneurial individuals going, and they help them create companies and product and, and employ a lot of people. So I'm not, now, should there be a maximum what happens if it's the next bank, like you said, and the next one, and the next one, and the next one? Uh, you know, is it going to be like a blank check, no matter what? So if, if Wait, there's no so risk, you're advocating for a bailout. You you do you think that there I'm, should be a bailout? I'm advocating for that they have to protect the investment funds. Yes, well over two hundred fifty thousand. Now, I don't know enough to say should it be. A billion? Should it be five hundred million? Should it be a hundred million? Should it be ten million? You know, smarter people, you know, than than me in the financial world have to have to make you know those decisions. But um, I think this theory that none of them should be bailed out over two hundred fifty thousand as somehow they're evil villains. No. Um, okay. I mean, well, let's they... talk about former President Trump, who in twenty eighteen rolled back very yep. strict banking rules. Yeah, that, there's no, there's no, there's zero direct correlation to what he rolled back to what happened here. Completely okay, well, different. 
You have different. Uh, I, you have you have Elizabeth it's, it's Warren arguing that you but know she's, she's a in her op-ed. She's a hundred percent wrong. There's no correlation. This is the mistake that's again, what Barney Frank politicians says. Make. Okay, keep going. They, they, Barney Frank is right, and, and and there's no correlation at all, zero. And by the way, the Dems were in power for two years, House, Senate. They could have rolled them up or back or whatever you want to say. They did nothing. So to those are very easy sound bites and snippets and narratives. But you don't think you don't. Okay, now maybe you can't entirely blame what's happening with SVB and now potentially with, uh, you know, Swiss Bank that or Credit Suisse on these 2018 rollbacks. But don't you think that had a big thing to play? I mean, a part to play in it. I mean, why should these guys get bailouts when they're investing in crypto, which, you know, isn't even a government backed agent? It's interesting you say that. I think the crypto investors, sorry, you lose your money. You lose I, your money. That's what that's what high I, risk I, investment I, banking is I, all about. I, I, exactly. I, I do not disagree with that. That's high risk. Very, very volatile. Um, this is bananas. You go to MGM and you put down fifty thousand dollars to bet, and then you go, oh well, you know. It, whatever uh, excuse they that, have, the but, house is not giving you. They're not bailing you out. That's BS. No, but no, but if you bet fifty thousand, and MGM doesn't pay, there's a problem. That's you, you, I think your I think your your analogy is not exactly correct. You lose a bet, you lose a bet. If they invested in a company that went defunct, no one's bailing them out. They put their money in a bank, and and it bought and it failed. Right for for whether it's mismanagement, whether it's poor investing, you sh- that shouldn't be a risk putting your money in a bank. Now, how how that bank invested? Should there have been more oversight? Did, if they put a lot of the money in crypto, I don't think they should get that back. I agree. Well, with then what are you going to do? Because they had a huge stake in crypto. So what are you going? It's like you well, can't do it both ways. You got to bail well, them out again, for this I, crypto BS. Or you got to let them sink. I mean, that's. But but is it is it those who deposited their money were they invested in crypto or was the bank investing all their deposits in crypto? Like, like I think you have again nuance, right? It, nuance matters. If I personally invest in crypto and the crypto goes down to six cents, I've lost all my money. I should get nothing back. But if I put my money in a bank and then the bank's investing, well. Okay, again, you're not insured technically over 250. I, I, I just think that, you know, I do agree. I, I, this is the second time I'm agreeing with President Biden today. Uh, I do think they had to come out and and stop whatever might have occurred if they did not say they were going to protect the deposits. Now, I think all the shareholders of the bank should lose everything. I think the executives should also lose everything. Yeah. What, what money th- are they walking they, away I, with? There should be a freeze on their assets until the investigation is complete. I, I absolutely 100% w- w- with all of that. So, uh, and again, that's coming from a, of a novice in the, in this world. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Mark Cuban to be somewhat very level-headed and rational. And he said that, you know, venture capitalists. What'd he say? Yeah. Basically said you have to bail them out, you know, to a certain degree. I mean, you, you just have to, or otherwise they're not going to, 
there's no reason to invest in companies. There's no reason to take risk, right? There's no reason to. I don't know. This, this to banks. me is like this is where I do feel like there should be government regulation because I like all these big banks and companies. Like if you give them an inch, you know, it's like greed takes over. You know, greed will always, always, always take over. You know, it's it's crazy that we're well, reliving. I don't know if it was greed or if they just, you know, they if they made very bad investments and didn't react fast enough. But wasn't maybe the whole they're... thing they were allowed to make it like investments that let's say Bank of America couldn't make. You know, because they were held to different st- regulation standards. Yeah. Or if you or if you yeah. invest with J.P. Morgan or you invest with UBS Financial, yeah. they weren't or allowed Goldman to do whatever. Yeah. They weren't allowed to be in crypto. They were held to. I mean, that's bananas, isn't it? This is the part I think yeah. American people get so fed up with. It's like, why are we giving? And I agree with you. I actually take it back. I think you do need nuance. I want to see them bail out smaller businesses. But I'm with you. What's disgusting is, are these executives going to walk away with a $10 million payout? You know, I do think the bailout should be up. up. I do think the bailout should, should be capped at a certain level. I think individual investors, or, or I should say depositors in that bank should absolutely be protected. Uh, on the venture side, on the big money side, you know, maybe up to a billion dollars in assets. Again, I, I made that number up, but I have no idea, right? I'm just, I, I just think that. Um, uh, it's but just wild. Yeah, let's let, let's hope let's hope it let's hope it stops with this bank, right? Um, you know, some are blaming blaming you know how they, you know, what they've done with interest rates and you know. So, so I, I, again, I don't know. Um, inflation's not coming down. It was up 0.4 percent over, 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 uh, over the previous month. Uh, yeah, not up a lot, but still up, well up over last year. So the Inflation Reduction Act is not doing what it was intended to do. Now inflation's up across the entire world. I get that in some places, mostly in Europe, much higher than the United States. Um, the economy just doesn't feel great right now, and um, so so we'll see where that goes as we head into you know, what eight months from primary season, ten months. To, you know, we talked about DeSantis earlier. He was in Iowa. Him and Trump both went to Iowa. Yeah, what are your very thoughts? different styles? Uh, very different styles. DeSantis didn't go after Trump. Trump's going after DeSantis, which means he's worried. He's calling him tiny, tiny D or something. <laughs> 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 okay, we've got so many names going. Uh, saying, here, that, I love this. saying that he's a Paul, he's a Paul Ryan rhino and killing, you know. Uh, since June of twenty one, Trump's advantage in Iowa has dropped by twenty six percent. I think we forget sometimes the primaries are state by state, so I'm not sure the national polls matter. Okay. You know, people forget Biden lost Iowa, lost New Hampshire. If South Carolina was not the third primary and he didn't have a very good friend um, in in um, in South Carolina, he probably would be he, he definitely would not be president. So, uh, you know, I think DeSantis right now is in a good position. He's clearly running, I think. Go to, he goes to you Iowa. do you I do think he's, I, I think he's raising a ton of funds I think they sense Trump is vulnerable 
but to your point, when you opened up, you said, I think Trump can win. Of course he can. I don't know. I think, well, look, okay. You say polls don't matter, you know, and you're right. Like, look at all these crazy polls, like leading up to Trump, Biden. I mean, anyhow, they were, a lot of them were off. Right. But, you know, if you look like New Hampshire, right, they're, they're going for, they want to vote for Trump and New Hampshire, you think is a fairly independent state and Trump is beating Ron DeSantis by like 30 points. So then I'm like, I, and, and even here in well, California, I, I like yeah. I get into the Uber, I get into Ubers. And of course, you know, I talk to anybody. So I have all these conversations. But I mean, you ha- it blows my people feel like Trump. They feel like they've been lied to about covid with with Biden and the Democrats. They, they now Probably they're true. questioning. They're questioning the vaccine. They're questioning masks. By the way, I got messages from people that our mask quote, quoting the Cochrane review was wrong, and they've now retracted. And masks do work to some. No. Anyway, I so, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that next co- week. All, well, real, real quick, all Cochrane did was the headlines were masks do not work. They didn't conclude masks do not work. They couldn't prove they worked, which and I've said this to you a thousand times on okay. our podcast. It's almost like whatever the liberal or progressive point of view is doesn't have to be proved, but the Republican or conservative position has to be proved. They'll say, there's no evidence that suggests masks do not work. Well, you need to tell me they work. If I'm going to wear one, tell me they work. Show me the science. And they never have, right? It's like vaccines prevent transmission. Well, they don't, okay? They don't. Kids in schools, they got to stay out for 18 months. Well, they did it. And now look at data after data after data is coming out showing how far Montgomery County Public Schools, some of the worst math scores in history. And again, I go back to who did it impact the most? Those totally. with the least means. Yeah, totally. Totally. Right? I, I'm with Those it's, with it's, the least means. I'm with the, so, the article you shared with the mom at the bottom who said these numbers are yeah. so staggering that these kids can't read at, in middle school, high school. She said, I almost don't believe they're real. It's it's so bad. They went from like, let's say a 50% literacy rate, I don't know, at whatever, fourth grade. Now they're down yeah. to like 18, yeah. 17. Most of them can't I'm, read. They can't do math. It, it, it's when you're telling me to do something to mitigate by not going to a business, not going to school, wearing a mask, um, you know, not getting on a plane, you need to tell me why you need to show. And they never did. That's the problem. Right. And they do it over and over again with a lot of different issues. You know, I, and and you know where I stand on Trump, but it used to crack me up when they say, Without evidence, Trump, what are you talking, it's like the it's like the virus, where it came from, the origination, lab leak or bats, right? I know. People who said lab leak out of the gate. Oh my God, you know, vilified. Premise theory, were vilified. Social media, like basically Everywhere. shut them down. They were considered crazies. Fauci came out and said, you know, like, and now- it's plausible, not proven, but very plausible. Absolutely enough where it's it's a it's a sound theory. And then Fauci comes out this week and says, well, it could still be natural, in essence, 
animal transmitted, even though it came from a lat. Like he he needs to just go away. Like seriously, that guy just need needs to go away. You know, I wonder, do you think Ron DeSantis, and this is my thing why I feel like Trump might win, because, you know, people see Trump as the outsider. They they feel like now they've been lied to by Democrats. And do you think people really know who Ron DeSantis is? Like, I, I no, don't But he hasn't run yet. I mean, give it time. Okay. Okay. So DeSantis' speech in Iowa was pragmatic. And, you know, listen, I don't agree with all DeSantis' policies. I don't, you know, he's trying to build up the base. So I think he does some things in Florida that, you know, he, you know, invokes the woke name and, you know, some of the stuff on, 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 on the, on the, um, miss on the gender issues and some of the stuff on, on the books and, and all this other stuff. I think he does it sometimes to get headlines. I also think a lot of the articles that are written about him and the policies in Florida, you know, a congressperson in Florida, Republican congressperson in Florida will we'll propose a bill that's fairly radical. The picture will be of DeSantis and Florida proposes blah, blah, blah. Well, when you read the article, DeSantis has already come out and said, this will never pass or we don't want this. Right, right, right. Or, the headline's skewed. Like, so yeah. it's all, you know, it's all a show. And real quick, back to New Hampshire and Iowa and South Carolina. Yeah, Park. yeah. One what of the fears think? I had, I have, uh, not a fear I have, but just in general, the Republicans should have. The Democrats were very smart. I don't like the strategy because I think you're taking a chance that a radical right-wing person can get elected. But they put money behind the more radical Trump-endorsed candidates in the primaries. So then the, the Dem would have a much better chance beating that right-wing person in the general election. Okay. Right. They did it in Pennsylvania. They did it in New Hampshire. Speaking of New Hampshire, they did it in a couple other places. I guarantee come Iowa, come New Hampshire, come South Carolina. There's going to be a lot of Democratic money. On Trump spent to promote Trump, you're going to see a lot of pro Trump ads not paid by Trump. Not paid by his pack, yeah, but paid for by the Democrats. So he wins Iowa, he wins New Hampshire, he, and he gets the nomination because the only person Biden, I believe, can be in the general is Trump. I, it's just my opinion. Yeah, now, no, yeah, you're, could, you're could, right. could Biden beat you know Tim Scott if he was to get the nomination or Pence? Yes. When I say that. I don't think Biden beats DeSantis on a national level. I just don't. Now, if the economy's cranking, inflation starts coming down, job market's good, Ukraine is still kind of where it is. Um, one of the things DeSantis did say is that, you know, at what what is this Ukraine strategy from Biden? Do we have a strategy? Do we question. have a policy? Or is it just going to be a blank check for the next 20 years? Are we just going to give them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of million dollars every single year? Good question. What do you and if he and well, and he questioned it, which I think is a very legitimate question. You could debate that. Right. But obviously, everyone came out and called him a Putin appeaser, Putin's puppet. Yeah, that's the fact that you can't raise that question as 
something that should be discussed and debated. At what point, let's say we're ever going to leave Ukraine by themselves, but we've already said, Biden already said, we're never going to fight Russia. We're never going to, we're never going to have guns drawn on Russia. Right. So what what is the strategy in Ukraine? Now, he's trying to raise taxes on Americans, right? Raise taxes on corporations. We're saving banks, like you said, and yet we're spending billions of dollars in Ukraine. I mean, at some point, like what what's the end game here? You know, is, is there an end game? So, well, I don't know. we'll see. Okay, well, Ron DeSantis getting criticized for that should make Ron feel good because, you know, the opposition is very worried about obviously that's obviously that's, you know, the Democratic operatives who are going to criticize. And and that's fine. It's politics, right? Yes. Uh, So I want to touch on a couple of positives. Okay. yeah, yeah. What do we. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's switch to positive. All right. You could you could debate whether this is positive. Okay. yeah, the question is, is Trump close to getting indicted in New York on the Stormy Daniels hush money stuff? Remains to be seen. They want him to testify. They've offered him to come in and, and testify or be deposed, whatever. We'll see where that goes. But, um, you know, uh, he might get indicted. I did read an article that it's it's going to be a hurdle to, to convict him. So we'll see. But that's going on. Uh, and Howard University. From the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, Howard University from Washington, D.C., for the first time in 31 years, is going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, congrats. Awesome. Uh, Great story. Uh, They play the number one seed, Kansas. Uh, So, yeah, probably one and done for them, but that's okay. All right, let's, yeah. Yeah, Still still, still a great, great story. so yeah, so very very good. The NCAA tournament starts tonight, Tuesday. Uh, these are the so-called playing games. Uh, although NCAA tournament, they don't like you calling them that, but in essence, that's what they are. Okay. Uh, so you know, fun times there. St. Patty's Day, Friday. We do. Are you doing anything for St. Patty's Day? No, I have a two-year-old. I mean. <laughs> No, well, like... you, could, you could you could dress them in green. And, oh, well, uh... I might do that. I mean, we might. I'm sure they'll do like a little um, Irish. So you Saint don't Patty's... drink anymore, right? Not really. No, no. I'm down yeah. to like it. No, it's just I'm down to like a glass of wine a week. It's boring. It's it's oh. yeah yeah. I know it sucks. Uh, you know, very I think, depressing. I know. I'm gonna pick it back up in a few years, but I'm trying to have another kid. Uh, you know, hangovers with a oh, two yeah. year old. Are brutal. Good for, oh, so two kids coming, or you want well, two? Well, <laughs> we want two kids. Yeah, we're working on that. Okay. So yeah, no drinking. Yeah, it really sucks. Um, yeah. So I'm not really planning on celebrating for St. Patty's Day, but um, yeah. I will say I'm back to uh, drinking, but you know what's funny? Like I I did dry Jan, and then was still watching because I want to lose some more weight, and you know. I kind of now just now you're not you're not back to what you guys used to what you used no, to be. not not even close. Wow. Not even close. Well, that must feel good. You must be feeling good like about a, that. Like now, like a couple beers, I start thinking, OK, that was just uh, 450 calories. That's enough. That's, that's I didn't really realize, good. by the way, wine. I didn't realize a glass of wine is only about 125 to 150 calories. Oh, you're switching to wine now. Is that what you're thinking? You're like, uh, 
Uh, it's a tough switch for me, but I might have to. <laughs> totally different uh, flavor than a beer. Um, yeah. Wait, I want to ask you like two quick sports questions. What is it? Yeah. What do you hear about? I mean, do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to the Jets? Probably. It looks like it's close to a done deal. Um, I think it's good. You know what? He needs to leave Green Bay. Enough is enough. I what think do you mean by that? What do you mean a... enough's enough? Like you, you feel like he, what? Listen, like... He's been a pain in the ass there. <laughs> I think they've mismanaged him. He's okay. taken advantage of it. He's Aaron Rodgers. The Jets have a fantastic defense. A lot of weapons on offense. I, you know, listen, the AFC is loaded between Cincinnati, Kansas City. You know, we'll see what happens with Buffalo. Could, could Buffalo get back to where they're an elite team? Uh, but the Jets could be for real. If Aaron Rodgers comes in, if he's serious and he plays well, the, the Jets could be for real for a couple of years. You know, if he does two years, we'll see. Um, commanders, a lot going on potentially with the sale, a lot of rumors, things being reported. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Bezos is back in now, they're saying. Wait, do you think that he, that's true? I mean, has anybody yeah, credible true. done both, a, Okay, both, all right. Yes, both the both, both the. Bezos' side and the Schneider side have confirmed okay. they both signed NDAs, or Be- Bezos has signed an NDA. Schneider doesn't have to sign one. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. Rumor, speculation, or reports are that the bids are in. Uh, so Josh Harris, who is one of the founding partners of Apollo Global Management, okay. very wealthy, five, six, seven billion, just brought in Mitchell Rails, who's a DC native from Bethesda, DC area, okay. worth approximately $5.6 billion. Okay. Um, he owns the, I think you pronounce it the Danner, D-A-H-N-E-R, I believe. It's a bio, it's a, it's a tech science company, uh, Fortune 500 company. So, you know, he's on now on that team, which I think really enhances the bid. But I hear the bids are only between 5 and 5.5. Schneider wants 6. So is that why he let Bezos in now to see if they could push that to 6? Does Rails and Harris increase their bid to 6? So the Broncos sold the Broncos, which are a historic franchise, much more successful, certainly in the last 20 years than um than the commanders huge fan base uh sold for 4.7 billion a few years ago so a six billion price tag would be record setting uh well you know clearly snyder's job he's going to try to drive it and if josh harris and um, and rails go up to six billion or get close to six billion, even if Bezos is a little higher. You know, my guess is Snyder will sacrifice a couple hundred million dollars to not give it to Bezos. But if it's a half a billion dollar difference, you know, I think you put your uh, your you put your pride away or or your or grudge away, and and you sell right. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I tweeted about a couple other things on the sports side, which, oh, Taylor Heineke left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, I saw that. You were like, name a memory of Taylor Heineke. You were like, I, so you were like, I've said this before about DC sports. <laughs> Drives me bananas. Name a memory. So DC sports fans, oh, for God. the most part, 
and DC sports reporters, uh, writers, pundits. Okay. I, I just don't understand it. Like Taylor Heineke is a backup quarterback. He had a great bunch of games for two years. Um, great story. He went to Atlanta now. He's going to probably be the backup there. Maybe gets a chance at the starting job. Good for him. Oh, like all I see, what's your favorite Taylor Heineke memory? Oh, my God, we lost Taylor Heineke. Huh? <laughs> you know what? And I said, I treated this. This is what happens uh... when the expectations of a franchise are so low. You're trying to re you're 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 trying to get people to talk about their favorite Taylor Heineke memory. You know what my favorite Taylor Heineke memory is? He's going to Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> and maybe Sam Howell, who's going to be the starter, who they drafted, you know, uh, uh, well, I guess will be almost two years ago now, maybe can be a star. And if not, they're gonna have another seven and nine season. They have made some very good moves on the defensive tackle side. They've signed some, they have some decent weapons on offense. So it all rides, I think, on Sam Howell. We'll, we'll see what happens. But that's the best memory of Taylor Heineke <laughs> okay. is that he's on his way to Atlanta. All right. Well, there you go. All right. We got that. All right. Patrick, where do people find you and follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. All right. We'll see you next week. All right, Sarah. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>